Hey guys, welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy, and this is my show. To all of my MVP listeners, welcome back, guys. If this is your first time visiting the show, welcome to the show. This is your place for encouragement. This is your place for motivation. This is your place that will hopefully um, point you to the direction of Jesus Christ. And we share so much on this show. We share testimonies. We share encouragement about different topics. And um, if this is a day where you're just looking to hear something encouraging and motivating, you're in for it. I have a special guest all the way from Chicago. Her name is Cody Miller, and I am so blessed to have her. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you to you guys. This month alone, in the month of June, we have had 1,000 new listeners. So we have gone from 13,000 to 14,000 just in one month. So that is phenomenal. And I don't even know who's listening out there. But if you are listening and you have an Instagram, follow me on the Moments of Joy podcast. And if you have any topics that you guys would like to discuss, you can just simply email me info at camille-joy.com. You guys, next week, we are going to just... Be with me, me only. I'm going to take a break from guests so that we can get to know each other. I have so many new listeners that I want to pour into you myself with what God gives me. And so this interview with Cody will be our last one for a while. An awesome, awesome, awesome story coming up. You guys know that I don't like to prolong the intro when we have a guest. So we're going to get right into this week's episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. Let's go. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Mm-hmm. My day even start. Let your light shine all through my life. My heart is open and I am ready to receive your joy. Welcome the moments of joy podcast cody how are you i'm doing well i'm doing well how are you good thank you so much for joining us today ladies and gentlemen we have cody miller all the way from the suburbs of chicago she is an artist a musician a filmmaker a writer and a model and i want to welcome to the show today thank you thank you Yes, I have to, I have to really tell the listeners how I found you, because I am not from Chicago, I'm from Connecticut, (laughs) and, um, and as much as I try to find celebrities sometimes with powerful stories or people with platforms, I believe that God just will not allow it, and he desires to have everyday people with testimonies um, on the show, and so, I was just seeking God about who he would have on the show, and he led me to look up the hashtag testimonies. And as I was scrolling down, I found your page, and I read your blog on faithismore.com, and I was like, wow, this is, this is one. This is an amazing story, and the Lord told me to reach out. So I reached out, and you said yes. 
Yes. And I was just telling Cody that I really believe that she's a gem. I just um, believe that what she is pouring out on faithismore.com is is needed, especially for our generation. Yeah, thank you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's seriously an awesome story. When you told me um, that that's how you found me, I was like, wow, that's definitely the Lord by God's grace. Because it seems so random, like, okay, I'll just type in this word. Um, I hope some, something comes up. I hope somebody comes up for me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's awesome that you found me and connected with the blog, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and that God's given me courage to even share any of those stories that I have. Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so we're just going to get right into your story. Okay. I like to have people start at their childhood because it gives a um, gives us a bit, the whole picture, a big picture okay. of who they are today mm-hmm. and what they've gone through. So we're going to start right there. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Okay, well, as you mentioned earlier, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, and I grew up in a Christian Christian Reformed church um, in a Christian family. I uh, went to Christian school <laughs> my <laughs> whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and uh, I kind of, I you know, I my in terms of my spiritual walk, um, I was kind of following uh, what I was told my whole life about who Jesus was and um, what the Bible was, you know, going along with school, with Bible class, and um, wanting to, or believing it, um, but not exactly, um, I guess, what I should say, like, not exactly having that relationship with God, and just believing Mm -hmm. in it, not really diving more into learning more about it um, as I grew up. It was more about, um, you know, being nice to others and following the rules, I guess I should say, um, but not necessarily um, walking with Jesus and living for him. But, you know, um, I, I think um, I praise God on how he um, introduced me to that. Um, as I grew up, I was in the mindset of what matters in life is just having a family and being able to make enough money to provide for the family. That was my whole life. That was the only mindset. Um, so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I came from a family who, who, um, because we went to Christian school, we weren't able to afford a lot, um, Mm -hmm. as just paying off tuition and all that stuff. Uh, so that was my mindset in order to be able to make up for what my parents sacrificed to send me to Christian school. Um, I wanted to make enough money to give back to them and just looking at how I grew up where um, our vacations might have been daycations somewhere close by or um, Mm. though occasionally we were able to travel but um, or we just um, sometimes had to struggle getting food or like the electricity we wouldn't have for a little bit or gas we wouldn't have all summer or something like that because we couldn't afford the bills. Those kinds of things made me gave me a drive to make money. That was literally my only, (laughs) my only goal in life. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, so that was kind of my mindset just growing up. Were your parents um, just, were they in ministry? Were they pastors Mm -hmm. or were they just? Right. Um, Yeah, so no. (laughs) Okay. Um, Right. So um, my parents, uh, my my dad um, is a bus driver. Um, for the CTA um, bus system in Chicago, um, and or transportation system, I should say. Um, and my mom, uh, she worked um, two different jobs. Uh, uh, the first job um, 
honestly, I was young, so I can't remember much. I think it was working <laughs> with um, stocks. Um, but then she worked at University of Chicago in the payroll department. Um, so neither of them got a college degree. Um, so they, um, praise God, were able to find jobs um, that paid well enough that we could go to Christian school. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, um, it wasn't high in, <laughs> high in the salaries, but that yeah. was their prerogative. Um, my mom, she attended church um, until she was a church member, tried to mm -hmm. be involved, and she's the one who really got me focused on the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, my father was still on his walk, on his journey, um, and I praise God that he's getting closer now. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of the or ordeal um, that we had. Um, and later on, you know, my mom uh, is now on um, health issues, so she had to stop working. Um, but the Lord's good, so he will heal. But, um, yeah. yeah, so. I, I commend them for finding, seeing value in putting you guys in Christian school. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. said all of your school days, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a mixture of um, wanting, my mother wanting to, us to be surrounded by those um, in Christianity just by looking at how they acted, um, their, their values and their traits, um, but as well as um, the schools, the public schools around us were um, not uh, <laughs> right. the best in terms of academics or behavior. So mm -hmm. our chances of getting into a really good college were very slim if we were to attend mm -hmm. those. So yeah, that was right. something they worked hard for. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And so how did, I don't want to spill the beans. So how did, how did um, <laughs> your testimony begin to develop mm. even as a child? Yeah, so um, despite, well, I shouldn't even say that because this occurs in the Christian church as well. But mm -hmm. um, when I was young, um, in terms of the first spirit, demonic spirit that I can recall, mm -hmm. um, I was introduced to masturbation as a little girl. Like, I can't even say the age. I just know mm -hmm. I was really, really young. Um, and uh, the idea was, I, I just was, I just saw that it was a thing. And I saw that it was something that people enjoyed or, or wanted to. So I was like, okay, I guess this, this is enjoyable. Let me try it or something. Um, and as I did, um, I didn't really feel anything. I didn't understand it at first. But because it was enjoyable, I just continued to try. Um, and I didn't know what was wrong, really. I was still really young, but something felt off. But like I said, um, I didn't know anything about it. So when I got caught by my grandmother <laughs> one time, still in the beginning, way when I was really young, and I saw her face of horror, I was, <laughs> I was, um, I think that was the first indicator that something's not right. <laughs> um, um, but of course, um, because I was ashamed um, of that, even as a little girl, um, and because um, I didn't fully understand why I was wrong, you know, you lie about it, you act like it didn't happen, that right. your grandma acted like my grandma was seeing things or whatever. So um, I kind of just try to smooth through that one and just continue to try it and mm -hmm. dive deeper. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that got I got caught on that. Um, and it was something that as I continue to do it um, throughout my, throughout elementary school, throughout um, middle school, um, and not knowing fully that it's wrong, but feeling like maybe, um, I just got attached to that. Um, and it wasn't, 
um, until high school that I learned why it was wrong and um, that it, 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 it puts in you, um, um, how do I say, like, um, thoughts of lust, thoughts of sex, thoughts of um, <laughs> things I shouldn't have been thinking about as a little yeah. girl. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of puts you in that spirit there. Um, but that's how the enemy works. Like, he, yeah. he comes after these babies right out of the womb. You know, yeah, um, there's, really there's well. no perspective, there's no age, limit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy, um, mm-hmm. and that's uh, and that's what opened up. Um, and yeah, like you said, that's how the spirit works. And as soon as he catches you with one sin, one spirit, he's like, "Bet I have you." So mm-hmm. now I can put these other chains on you. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. As I wow. dive deeper into that, uh, middle school came, and um, you know, that's when uh, depression came. That's when that spirit of fear came, and um, in seventh grade, uh, I had my first episode of sleep paralysis. Um, mm-hmm. After I still think this um, really initiated it. Um, we watched a horror movie, or I should say, kind of a thriller. Um, mm-hmm. But that was that first switch of so, being so scared of something, being so scared of being attacked, and just that fear building up. Um, right. So the next night, um, I had that first episode which I can explain what that is um yeah so basically it's like um based on google and the definition actually it's like upon waking or upon just falling asleep it's when your body is paralyzed um and you know you can't move your muscles or anything um so that's kind of what I experienced um I didn't know what it was at all this in seventh grade oh yeah and I'm yeah, I'm glad you explained that because I know that there's probably someone that will listen mm. and and will mm. be going through this and not have yeah. any idea what it is. Yeah, or even thinking that it's an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I can't even, yeah, I can't even explain just the confusion I felt when I first had it and, and that um, it would get worse, it would occur often, um, mm-hmm. it would occur multiple times in one night um it would occur when i wasn't close to sleep wasn't waking up just Mm -hmm. laid my head on a pillow getting ready to read my book and it would happen just like that Mm -hmm. um and you know i started to associate it with the dark because in the initially for or for even most of the years it would happen only in the dark um as soon as like a that fear of is someone in this room um came um, and of course, like when you think about it and when I think about it, when you see that no one's in the room and it's light and then you turn off the light and then you automatically think someone's in the room all of a sudden, that's right. the kind of mindset I would turn into mm-hmm. um, just because I'm worried that, oh, if this happens, you know, I can't defend myself or, um, right. you know, those kinds of thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it would start to get worse where my eyebrows would move really fast up and down. My eyes would go back and forth and twitch all the way around. Um, I would try to scream for help, but there was no uh, voice that came out of me. Um, Even with my sister in the bed next to me, she had no idea. I couldn't even talk. Um, She was just chilling. So um, it was one of those things I definitely became fearful of, tried to work her way around. Um, I was too scared to tell my parents, thinking if it was a mental disorder or some kind of thing, they couldn't afford the health bills. And Mm. also just that, 
level of shame possibly or embarrassment just to explain the process or idea that they wouldn't even believe me or understand. Um, right. Yeah, kind of. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. But I'm so glad that you are explaining this. Um, yeah. I remember my sister um, going through something similar mm. when she um, was in college. Mm. Um, wow. It, yeah. And it's really, it's really demonic. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, yeah, that's very true. And I, I know there are, um, there are disorders that um, do with, with sleep paralysis and even without a disorder, you know, I've, like I, I, I mentioned in my testimony, um, it wasn't until high school that I even learned what it could possibly be or mm -hmm. even what sleep paralysis is even it, mm -hmm. it wasn't until high school that I could even give it a name right. um okay. yeah and when I was in my psychology class uh my teacher was talking about um, sleep paralysis and how when you're sleeping your muscles relax so um they're kind of at a stalemate they're kind of paralyzed when you're sleeping um at least this is what he explained I didn't even look deeper because I was like freaked out but um <laughs> so when you when you wake up and your muscles are relaxed they're you can't move because they're still in that relaxed moment until um you know they're able to wake up as well so I was like okay so my sleep paralysis is about 20 seconds maybe 30 or um or more um okay but I started to question it just because most of the time I was not waking up or uh because it would happen I would wake up my body was paralyzed or my I shouldn't say wake up because most of the time it wasn't but I, my body was paralyzed and then all of a sudden I could move again I could come out of it and I would try to turn around twist and turn read my book to get into sleep and then it would happen again so mm -hmm. it was like if if it's just because you're waking up and your muscles are relaxed why would it happen after they wake up or they woke up already um right. I told two of my friends I remember and one of them was like you know just time yourself see what kind of disorder this is um, the other was starting to be weary like I was but no one truly understood um so it wasn't I tried to ignore it tried to find um a reason for it like I attributed it to my stress and anxiety so once I got to college because it was still happening once mm -hmm. I got to college um I, I saw that if I wasn't as stressed wasn't as anxious um this is my yeah once I got to college um then it wouldn't happen as often if um I was doing yeah basically that I attributed it to, to stress so I tried to reduce the even just the anxiety, which was really just pretending that I was fine and pretending that, um, you know, school was easy, you know, that kind of mindset to try mm -hmm. to keep your mind at ease and um, telling myself that because I have a roommate, because there's someone else in the room, um, and that's a stranger, it can't mm -hmm. happen. Um, that kind of mindset to, to trick myself. Um, and it did leave uh, for that time period. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to adjust to that. But as I got closer to God, um, mm -hmm. you know, really when I fought to get close to God uh, towards the end of my college time or even right after graduation um, was when it returned and I was lost because I was like, Lord, I, you know, I don't understand what this is. I didn't think I was stressed. Like God, as I got closer to God, he filled me up with joy. I didn't have a reason to be stressed. Um, and I even thought like it, maybe it has to do with, you know, something more, 
because I would start to pray when it happened. And it wouldn't always leave, but it just gave me that kind of sense of comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And in college is when I learned that, or I heard of a story of someone having sleep paralysis um, from a Christian blogger. Mm -hmm. And she was explaining, yeah, that was demonic. I had to pray the demon away. Um, She was explaining her experience. Um, And there was another one who explained her deliverance from it, Mm. uh, where she was suffering from the same thing for so long. Um, and that it wasn't until she got saved and delivered um, that that was able to leave. So um, I was like, oh, man, that's what this is. And it just made me more afraid, thinking yeah. that it was actually, knowing that it was actually demonic. It just mm-hmm. made it even worse, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, so because of that knowledge, though, I was able to ask God, you know, pray to God uh, what it you know, save me from that. And for a temporary time period, he did. I think it was to be able to focus more on him and believe that he is Lord and that he can't save. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it was the, it was the turning point was, um, uh, was it, it was towards the end of last year, like towards December, when I was thinking that all was fine, God delivered me from, or God saved me, so that means I'm delivered from depression, and I'm delivered mm-hmm. from sleep paralysis, and I'm delivered from lust, and all these things, mm-hmm. because I'm saved now, mm-hmm. but what the Lord had to show me was, no, like, I was still stuck in these chains, he yeah. had to, I had to really bow down and repent, I had to really, you know, go to him and ask to be broken free from, and mm-hmm. he showed me this by allowing the devil to um, bring that sleep paralysis back, and um, an even more intensified version, and an even more confusing way, because I thought I was saved, and finally, um, one night, I, this time, it did occur when I was waking up, so in my dream, I heard um, a a name, or somebody calling my name, and I saw, like, a light, you know, one of those end of time, like, end of your life kind of things, where you're, like, you see the lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and as I was waking up, um, I felt, it was, like, it was like what woke me up was that sense of being pulled. And so when I woke up, I was still being pulled. It was like, it's so hard to explain, Mm. um, but basically it was like uh, the inside of me, all of Mm. the inside of me was being pulled. Like I think about a visual, um, the Harry Potter movies, if any of you've seen it, um, where Harry Potter is being his, his um, soul inner self or something is being sucked um by these ghost looking things i don't know what they're called but they they would suck the life out of him basically um Mm -hmm. so i literally felt like that's what it was this being pulled Mm -hmm. um as i was waking up um and it and and i had to like scream basically like i basically was like "Uh uh-uh like um i had to fully wake up and like scream it out um for me to get away from that and that's when I broke down and was like, God, what? Like, that's how mm-hmm. I knew it was demonic because yeah. I truly felt, it was like almost like my life was ending. So Jesus. that's, yeah, that's when I truly went to God about that situation and cried, begged, you know, it free. I knew what I had to do because I knew the deliverance process, but I didn't know. I, 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 was, I was hesitant. I was thinking it could be easier than than it was um, mm-hmm. in terms of God's got me and that's it. That's all I had to yeah. do. But it's, yeah. it takes more than that. But that pushed me to actually go through the process and mm-hmm. get free. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you 
you pointed that out because a lot of times we as Christians, we we're we are bound. We are oppressed by the enemy because he, you know, he he doesn't have the power to possess us, but he sends demonic forces to sit on us and chain us up and keep us bound. And it's not enough just to say, oh, yes, I love the Lord. I believe that he died for our sins. We have to fight to get free, you know, and to come out of the bondage that he um, tries to put on us. Because then if we don't, it continues on to our lineage. Right. And so, um, can you talk a little bit, bit about um, what that deliverance process looked like for yeah. you? And I, I understand it's not going to be the same for everyone, but oh, yeah. I think that's an important piece. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's definitely not going to be the same for everybody. I've definitely heard different um, experiences. Um, but for me, um, I think... It, it was one of those things that I didn't know anything about the deliverance process or that there was a process at all um, and that it was needed. Um, and it wasn't until my friend, um, she went to Rwanda and joined a church and they, they kind of explained how we are in bondage and all of these things and um, that they have their own process of what you can do to kind of break out and, and mm-hmm. how you can how you can present yourself to God um, and humble yourself as Job did when he went mm-hmm. through it uh, in the Bible. Um, so she was explaining what they do, that um, there's like three steps, mm-hmm. mainly two, but there's three steps. So like the first step um, is, um, you know, repenting for every sin uh, that you've made, every sin that your family members have made, um, going through going through a list um, and really exposing it all to God to pray to pray in repentance from it. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you have to asking um, your family members, um, you know, details about their past and that kind of thing, just That's to break, right. yeah, just to break generational curses as well. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So it was that first step, um, it involves you know fasting. For um, I did you know fasting for three days, not all day, but <laughs> I did fasting um, in the evening times. Um, and as I was praying um, and repenting for every sin that I could think of, um, and every sin that I did and made um, throughout my childhood, so that was my first step. And mm-hmm. of course, the devil is a liar, so he you know he fills you up with pride as I as I started with. And, um, once I finished that first step, I was, I, I believed, um, that I was delivered from the depression that I'd gone through since the sleep paralysis had started. Um, and I believed, or, and I received, um, you know, the Holy spirit, I received spiritual gifts, I received speaking in tongues, those kinds of things. And that made me believe like, okay, it's over. I'm done. Even though I knew that there were more steps in this process because I was like, you know, that's maybe a religious thing or that, you know, maybe because it's from a different country, a different church I'm not even involved in, I don't really need all of that. Like, I see that I've made steps. Um, so I thought I was, I thought I was done <laughs> with that. Right, right. that just mm-hmm. bring away generational curses. But um, mm-hmm. the Lord showed me um, through my own uh, mistakes and attachment to people um, and idolization and making, thinking, uh, how should I explain, like, uh, the devil would um, make me believe that um, if I did these certain activities, this is what God is telling me to do. He would mm-hmm. twist the words of God, um, mm. and he would twist the scriptures. So I was literally in that wilderness period that Jesus was, where where the devil would kind of twist the scriptures, tell Jesus this, but Jesus had to combat with scriptures. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, but I wasn't reading enough of my word, apparently, because mm. I did not combat the devil with scriptures. I instead was like, oh, that's true. Let me walk by faith, thinking that um, God is telling me to, the, the example I gave in my testimony, that um, there was a time that I felt that God was saying, you need to go pray, and you need to leave your house to do so. Even though it's a snowstorm outside, you need to go take this journey, and I'll, I'll lead you. Just just listen to my voice. So walk mm -hmm. by faith, as I was thinking, as the right. devil was lying to me with. Um, so okay. I was just driving, thinking mm -hmm. that I'm walking by faith. He's leading me. But as I drove, I led out into the highway, led out far away um, in a snowstorm, which is really wild to me. Like, right. um, yeah, and it ended up um, not going well. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And I think um, what, you know, the, um, just with those events like that, where the let devil would lead me into activities thinking that this was what God's saying. Um, wow. When That's really, big. yeah, when really it was the devil twisting what God said in his word. Mm -hmm. It walked by faith, but even you see in the Bible that he gives them the destinations, you know, he tells yeah. them where it is. He tells them what's there, at wow. least, even if they don't know the um, every all the specific things. Um, and that's not what I was getting. So, um as, as I saw, you know, all these things were happening and I was like, Lord God, what's happening? I felt like my depression was coming back because of all these events. Um, mm -hmm. So finally, um, uh, the Lord finally gave me wisdom and it was saying like how, and he was speaking to me like how important it is to complete the this this um this bondage you're still in you have to complete the process you still need to continue especially since i knew that there was more to do i was trying to mm -hmm. avoid it so it'd be different if i only knew about this one step but i right. knew that there was more so finally i went to the second step which which was um specifically now praying for um me and my past sins and um, repenting mm -hmm. over what i've done and um mm -hmm. and you know, that kind of thing. So I, I did another weekend of fasting and, um, um, along these steps, it's, I, I ended it by being prayed over by somebody to, mm -hmm. to break down those layers, you know? So after yeah. fasting and praying myself, I went to, um, someone that I knew that was, in, um, that had been saved for so long and went through this process and that I could trust. And she prayed over me. Mm -hmm. Um, and the next one, um, I got prayed over, uh, by my good friend who, um, was able to not only deliver me and free me, but was able to um, expose truths to me about my future yes. and all that stuff. Wow. So, wow. Um, yeah. And finally, finally, after uh, attacked by the devil, uh, my last step was just consecrating myself publicly. Um, first, I, I publicly consecrated in front of my friends, but also consecrating um, to the person who first prayed over me, consecrating myself before the Lord, um, and, uh, you know, anointing, she anointed me with oil that was prayed over. Um, that's, like I said, that's my process that I went through, but it, it, it was, I think it was more of like obedience to God because God knew that I knew these steps and mm -hmm. also my dedication to do it. So this was just that extra step and me showing God that I really wanted to commit myself to him and just me making these steps showed him that. So finally after consecration, um, that's when God one told me all the things that I had done wrong and why they were wrong in the past, like the driving. He had really said, yes, go pray. But mm -hmm. I always tell you the destination. And he had told me one destination that was close by before, before the right. snowstorm had started. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Um, but I was like, no, that's too easy. I don't know what I was thinking, but, <laughs> but I ignored that basically. Um, so he yeah. would show me all the things of what he actually said and that I knew that he said, but there were other things pulling me from that. So, um, he started just showing me all that started healing me from those traumatic events and, um, and showing me what I could do for him, how I could serve him with this blog, finally pushing me to start it, that I was ready to start it, um, with the Instagram that I've created, um, just with ideas and, um, all the stuff that, um, he wants me to do for him. So yeah, it was a long process. It took, um, about two months, um, January and most of February, but we <laughs> we are here yeah. yeah and um and it's amazing that you just started it this this year right you know as you're just talking about your your steps to deliverance i right. just have my eyes closed and i'm like jesus lord you you are just so faithful um because you know i i don't know everything about deliverance but what you spoke is 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 the process you know mm. you you broke the legal right that they had over you mm. um you know you completed the process and deliverance is a process sometimes mm. we we run to these different places or people and um you know the demon might manifest or we we feel that oh, okay well i got it in one day but it's truly mm. a process and yeah. we have to live a consecrated life um so you know i'm i mean i'm just in awe of of what God is doing and even even your blog it, it is a deliverance ministry yeah. um because my goodness um you're sharing your your stories of deliverance and mm. and you just started yeah. and that that's just blowing me away because I'm like wow God you led me to her and she really she just started this. <laughs> so yeah. You know, don't ever be moved by the amount of followers you might have mm. because um, it's going to save lives specifically mm. whoever God sends to hear or to read, to see. They, they're going to need, it's going to be um, a life and death situation. They're going to need to read and need to mm. hear what you put out. So um, just be encouraged in that. It's, you, your story is very impactful and um and i'm and i'm just grateful that you are here yeah. and, and, and sharing it um yeah. and i'm grateful to be able to give you um my platform to do so yeah i'm grateful yeah. you having me to share it yeah. yeah wow god is good i just i love deliverance honest <laughs> okay girl <laughs> if you yeah, ask my husband yeah <laughs> like i don't know everything but i just see god delivering power in my own life as well mm -hmm. and just you know we we never come to a fullness in him there are always mm -hmm. things that you know we we need to check ourselves on whether it's just mm -hmm. you know pride or we see um rising up or you know we are flesh you know, so there's always something that we may need to cast down. There should be, you know, we should never feel like we've come to a complete place of, oh, I got this. I'm with the Lord, you know? Right. And so uh, I am honored. I'm just like, thank God. He's so perfect. He knows how much I love deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Wow, he really, yeah. really led you here. <laughs> Wow. I know my sister, she's she's gonna listen to this and laugh because we are like 
buddies in this. So I oh, love well, deliverance. I love the prophetic. So just hearing oh, your story is yes. such a blessing. Wow, yes. God is so perfect. Honestly, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so back to your story. Um, so, so you are free, and you have jumped into um, bloggingfaithismore.com. Can you just talk a little bit more about that and, and yeah. everything that you're doing? You are a musician, you're a worshiper. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So who who is Cody now? I hope we covered deliverance. And if there's anything else yeah, no. you want to share, we can go back to that. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. I think you're okay. covered that. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my blog, faithismore.com, uh, that was something that, um, God was showing me I should do, you know, starting, um, last year when I started building my relationship with him and he was speaking to me, um, um, you know, about my life and <laughs> giving me joy and all that. Um, and so I, I really wanted to, uh, talk about, you know, what I've been through and, and, and share stories of my experiences, but also um, kind of um, just, I don't know, like different different things that I've tried or just advice I could give or um, that kind of thing. So um, I, but of course, as it neared the last year and as I got closer to that deliverance process, I was thinking there's no way I could really do this blog. Like, there's just, I don't have, you know, I'm not enough. One of those kinds of things. I don't have the story yet. I don't have the freedom yet. I don't have this and that and that. Um, but he kept telling me like, what do you mean? Like you can start it now, even in this process, you can start it. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't, I avoided that. Um, <laughs> of course. Um, but as I got, as I, once I finally, um, got delivered from that bondage that I was in, um, he finally told me, yes, you have a testimony because my testimony, I was, waiting on, uh, let me find, let me get into the music career that I want to start first. Let me get into this first because I'm not fully living the life that he said I will. So I don't have a testimony yet. But once I got delivered, he was saying like, one, look at what I just freed you from. Like, look at all the things that you went through. So yes, you do have a testimony and not even just the testimony. There are other things that, um, I went through, um, Mm -hmm. and there are other, you know, experiences that I've had that I can just share with people. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was finally like, okay, I'm going to start this blog, but what should it be called? Like, I don't really know. Just, should it just be mylife.com? Like, I don't really, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. So, um, one name that came, um, that I believe he showed me was faith is more as in faith is more than just believing in Christ, that Jesus is Lord. Faith comes with living for him and, and, um, believing that there is more to life on earth here as you walk in faith, um, that life is about purpose and, and really serving that purpose that God has for your life. Um, not just about like I had used to think about having a family and making money. No, there's, there's a reason that God has put you on this earth to, um, bring people that he's already set for your life to him to um, serve in a way that only you can serve because only you have the gifts and the identity that he's given you. So um, he started showing me that and that faith is more than just believing, but it's also a process, something that we're continuously having to fight to, to walk in, um, that we have to, that we might go through things um, on this journey of life um, that we, um, that only, you know, God can bring us through. So um, some of the things that I would post is, yeah, one example is my testimony, um, Mm -hmm. but other things like I had recently posted um, 10 ways that I seek God, just because Mm -hmm. for me, sometimes I feel 
I would feel that distance um, from him and not knowing right. how to get back to him. Like, I read my word, I pray to you, so I'm confused. But just showing that there are multiple ways that you can learn more of him, whether it's listening to YouTube videos or it's listening to podcasts like this one or it's reading books about him or, or um, even just, you know, um, using your gifts and listening to music. You know, there are so many different ways that you can seek him, and that's what he calls us to do. Um, so that's just one example. Um, or I would talk about um, just about my life, so uh, about cutting my hair. Um, that was one example. Um, just to kind of give um, just uh, a personal, um, you know, idea of things that I do, um, mm -hmm. that it was mm -hmm. cutting your hair. Like, for me, cutting my hair is just more than just, I just wanted to change. No, no, no. <laughs> but right. explaining that process, things mm -hmm. like that. So um, I just want to continue to try to show that, um, you know, um, as I go through this journey, I'm still, it's still a journey. I'm still struggling with things. Um, and, and saying not only what I struggle with and that I am, but also that I have been, God has shown me how to get through that. Sometimes, you know, you're still in it, but sometimes he does get you through it. And I can, I'm able to expose both sides. So right. um, it's kind of giving an idea of what that blog is about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, as we wrapped up the, wrap up the show today, Cody, I would like you to just, leave a special message to people who may see themselves in any part of your story. Um, so just share with them whatever may be on your heart. For anyone listening that went through what I went through, um, or is just in bondage and it's clear, or you feel a distance from God or anything like that, I just want you to know, based on even just my story alone, um, God can deliver you from anything, even if it's just guilt from all the things you might have done or a fear or, you know, alcoholism, depression, anything. Um, don't think that he doesn't want to because he is our father and he loves us. Um, all he wants us to do is acknowledge that he is our father, that um, he came and died for us and that, um, and just give ourselves to him with open hearts and just letting him work in us. That's all he asks for us. So I think um, I just want you to know that <laughs> it's possible and that also, um, life, the life that we live, the life that he's blessed us with is so that, is, is so that we have, a, that we can serve a purpose on this earth so that, um, um, we're able to, you know, live life to the full as everyone says, but just acknowledging that there's more to life than what meets the eye and that we all have a purpose here. Um, so just remembering that we're still here for a reason and going to God, um, to learn more of what we can do for him and, live in purpose and in joy and in peace as he's called us to um, with him. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Cody. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure to get to speak with you. Yes. It's a pleasure. Um, I don't know what God would do with this relationship, but I pray that it will be something that will not end here. Yes. Um, yes. So I thank you for gracing us with your story, with direction, and, and um, we're honored. Yeah. Well, I thank yeah. you for having me, you know, <laughs> be able to You're tell welcome. the story. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Now, well, we will be in touch and thank you again for releasing here on the Moments of Joy podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Hey guys, I truly hope that you enjoyed that episode with Miss Cody Miller. I will post the links to all of her social media outlets in the description of the show. Be encouraged, guys, this week. Know that you are valuable and deliverance is available to you as well. Enjoy your week and thank you for listening to the Moments of Joy podcast. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast Forum. Those are very important for podcasts. All right, guys. Until next week. Bye-bye. Focus on the joy.